0: Chapter 1. Helly Joe's Dream The breaking point came over the course of quite a few years, and, let me tell you, that's one hell of a long breaking point. I didn't think that I'd make it through. It wasn't enough that the personal bits and pieces about did me in. Now the government is taking a chunk of my sanity, too. But at least it isn't by my own hands, and that's refreshing. Before we went to sleep, John grumbled about the fact that all the social security that we put into the system has slipped into oblivion. He ranted a good hour about that and our rapidly depleting voice of democracy, the wars in the Middle East and their ensuing nuclear issues. In part, I think, to get his mind off his mother. As we settled in for the night, I opened the window to let some air in, but there wasn't much stirring out. We never did get around to putting in central air, and our one window unit was on the fritz. I was certain that it'd be a long, hot night of tossing and turning. Turns out sleep came easier than we thought. Then the voice came. Let me speak to your ear. I leaned in, startled by the brush of soft young lips against my cheek, moving slowly toward my ear. The light touch of cool fingertips drew my face close as the child's voice whispered. I couldn't quite make out the words, flinching a little, expecting those lips to tickle my skin before his breath bathed my ear in a bed of warmth. As he spoke I could almost feel those little hairs in my ears stand on end. No one is the sum total of their mistakes. Tell me again, I whispered, feeling a tear trickle to my lips, still unable to move for fear that the child might disappear and I'd never be able to reach out for the words before the emptiness came. Perhaps more than those words, I wanted the warmth of that child's breath to breathe the life I sensed in his strange aura into my own ailing body. His fingertips disappeared from my face as the words faded into a wash of nothingness. In that instant my struggle was over, and my eyes opened to the waltz of curtains above my bed. For those first few moments after awakening, I felt replete with sadness. The urge to cry overwhelming, but not remembering why. But the feeling waned as the remnants of dreams tend to do in the twilight of consciousness. Disappointed but not really knowing why, I looked up as the shears performed their ghostly dance above me. It took me a few more moments to shake the sleep from my head, reminiscent of the spirituals, that tended to haunt the nuances of my normally sedate life. I listened intently, motionless for a moment, surprised that the crickets and frogs still rallied, albeit half-heartedly, for top billing, despite the plip-plop of the very light rain that dripped from the gutters that hadn't been thoroughly cleaned since last fall. I turned my attention to John, watching the rise and fall of the tangled white hairs of his chest. He's never given in to sleep easily, even when exhausted, but pretty much stays asleep, for a while anyway, once he gets there. Thank God he finally gave in tonight. I turned to stare at the ceiling, pulling the comforter up over my shoulders despite the humidity. Sighing, I noticed the peeling paint. The nine-foot ceiling was quite weathered, with scattered hallmark brown patches and cracks here and there yet exceeding all expectations of a ceiling pushing past the century mark. I've got to redo this ceiling, I reflected, knowing that I say that nearly every time I look at it and feeling my teeth grind at the thought, dreading the work involved and knowing that I'd never get it done. The thunder and lightning picked up, the ladder illuminating the faded peach-flowered wallpaper of the bedroom. Then came the steady surge of rain. I yawned taking my arm out from underneath the comforter to reach up, and back, to check the windowsill. Dry. It must have been one of those up-and-down rains, as the wind didn't blow any sprinkles in, which delighted me in a weary sort of way, as I got to keep the window open. The breeze was cool in its bone-permeating dampness. The late summer storm took the edge off some of yesterday's tension, figuratively speaking. I nestled deeply into the luxurious 500-thread-count 40th Anniversary sheets from Lilia. Soft, cool sheets. Warm comforter. Nice breeze. I should have drifted back to sleep.